welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you, everyone. Let me get a raise of hands yeah. in the audience. No mic flashes up on the stage. Let's let's actually just see in the audience real quick. Running. I want to get a raise of hands from everyone here that is... 
or wants to be right here in the middle. an entrepreneur. So I want everyone raise your hands in the audience if you are an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to run your own business. So I'm, I'm seeing the hand raises come in. Okay, see the hand raises coming in. Everyone keep raising your hands if you're in the audience right now. Raise your hand in the audience if you are an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur. Okay, let me see in the audience. So that is, okay, we're up to 44, up to 44, up to 44. Okay, 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 okay. All right, we're up to 50. Okay, raise your hand in the audience if you are or want to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Now, keep that hand raised and raise it again if you want to be a CEO, not necessarily an entrepreneur. Okay. All right. Looks like some, some of the hands stopped raising. All right. So, thank you, everyone, for raising your hand here. I got a newsflash for everyone. Okay. Of the 300 or so people who are in this room, the biggest mistake you could ever make is not understanding you are the CEO of your own life. That's great. Like you are the CEO of your own life. Like your life is a business. There are inputs and outputs in all of our lives. Inputs of work, inputs of, uh, of grit, inputs of confidence, inputs of education. There are inputs and outputs. We are all the CEO of our own life. Think about this in a business. Like we decide who we let into our life. That's like hiring people in a business, right? We decide who to let go of in life. We decide where to invest our time, our energy, and our money, just like you do in a business. These are identical decisions. It's just applied in a different mode, right? So I share this because like a lot of us on this stage, see only 50 of you raised your hands. That means that uh, approximately, let's say 200, you know, let's say 180 with the moderators, 180 of you, either A, you weren't paying attention, or B, uh, you uh, actually don't want to be an entrepreneur. And I'm telling you that a lot of these speakers on this stage run their own business and they give, they speak from their hearts. Can I get some mic flashes for the moderators up here that you speak from your heart and you try to help people learn about the world through your dealings in business. Can I get some mic flashes up here if if my uh, my people up on stage try to do that in your dealings? See, we're getting a lot of mic flashes up here because that's what we all try to do, my friends. We're trying to make sense of the world through the decisions that we made. So let me, let me actually share something with you. And I was thinking today, you know, if this was the last talk I could ever give, I always, the reason why I operate with such levels of urgency when I talk every single week at 6.30 a.m. on Wednesdays is because I every speech I ever do, I did two speeches yesterday, every speech I ever do, I ask myself, if this was the last speech I could ever give in my life, if this is the last speech I could ever give in my life, what would I say? What would I teach? Like, what one lesson would I want to give everyone, right? And today it dawned on me, like, you got to get more money fast because I look back over my life and I'm like, you got to solve this money thing fast because it's easy for me to say all this big ethereal stuff like design the right business model or get into the right line of business or make the shift in your life. But dude, if you are broke, if you don't have money figured out, it's really hard to focus 
on the high level activities in your life. Like think of Maslow's hierarchy of leads. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I said leads, L-E-A-D-S, because we teach that in one of our marketing things. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I meant to say. If the low level needs aren't met, okay, you're not gonna be able to focus on that top of the pyramid, on that self-actualization stuff. We have to figure out the money game. We have to. If you're not profiting a lot of money, if you're not walking home with a lot of money, that is a problem. Now, of course, there's certain types of businesses, like if you're inventing the next Facebook or something like that, where you can afford to take a loss or whatever. There's certain types of, I don't know, different types of businesses where maybe that doesn't make sense. But for 99% of you, we all need to learn how to get more money fast. Can everyone unmute on stage and say the word fast? Fast. 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 Break fast with champions. <laughs> okay. So there's three ways to get more money fast. Number one, sell better. Number two, sell a better product. Number three, profit better. Sell better, sell a better product, profit better. Sell better or at least learn how to sell in the first place, sell a better product, meaning sell something that people actually want. And then profit better is operate with an actual business model and systems that produce profits for you. If you can't figure out the money game, all this stuff is just so much harder. But here's the problem is we all are born with what I call revenue resistance. Revenue resistance, what the heck is that? Has Bill lost his mind? Of course I've lost my mind. Yes. Hi, I'm Bill. I, I am out of my mind. Thank you. Okay, let's, let's continue on from that. But separately, uh, you need to solve this revenue resistance. Why can't you shout? I'm, I'm getting a little bit of mic feedback, but I can't figure out where it's coming from. Someone could uh, scroll down. Um, does anyone hear that or is it just me? It's like a very ominous. I, hear it. I feel like it might be your guest who's on, I don't know, I on the phone. I'll look it for it. might be Susie Miller. You just came up. I see she's on mic. There you go. All right, cool. So anyway, um, we got to solve revenue resistance, guys. I'm telling you, and this applies to any area that you're at in your business. I don't care if you're doing a hundred million dollars a year. I don't care if you're doing a million dollars a year. We all hit ceilings. As soon as your survival needs are met, you hit a ceiling. As soon as you hit the next level, you hit a ceiling. And the people you're surrounding yourself with should be pulling you towards a new ceiling. So revenue resistance is one of the hardest things that we have to solve. So revenue resistance is about not, if, if you solve revenue resistance, it's about this mentality where you are not missing opportunities ever. Someone unmute and say ever. 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 I, need, I need everyone, like this is the thing. And then after this, we're gonna talk about like, how do you create a conviction habit? Because everyone says, you gotta believe in your goals, you gotta believe in your goals. BS, okay? You need a habit that produces belief in your goals. We'll go through that afterwards, but here are the three steps to building that revenue resistance. Number one, write down your revenue, your 
take-home income, your profit, the number, the exact number, the exact number. Step two, say it out loud as frequently as you can. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you see me do this every single morning. I know I have the ability to achieve the object of my definite purpose in life. I've said this four years ago, I started my business and every single morning I wake up and I say my major definite purpose statement. By the 31st day of December, 2026, I will have in my possession $256 million in annualized revenues of which will come to me in various amounts from time to time during the interim. In exchange for this money, I'll give the most efficient service of which I am capable, rendering the fullest possible quantity of the best possible quality of blue ocean business growth services, education, and coaching, which have the biggest positive impact on the industries that I enter. I believe I will have this money in my possession. My faith is so strong that I can now see this money before my eyes. I can touch it with my hands and it is now awaiting transfer to me at the time and in the proportion that I deliver the service I intend to render for it, I'm awaiting a plan by which to earn this money and I will follow that plan when it is received. I repeat that every single morning to myself for, I don't even know, five years? I did it for a year before I even sold anything in the first year of my business. $256 million goal. Why am I so open about this? Because I don't have revenue resistance. I don't care if you judge me. I don't care if you go, what? 250, where'd that number come from? Well, I have my own calculations. I have my own Excel spreadsheet for this. I have my own growth rate that I want to hit in my own business. I've hit every single one of my company's growth goals for four years in a row. And it's not like 10% growth and we're not dealing with tiny numbers now. Like, and, and I'm doing, I, I'm saying this because you gotta get out of your own way. Can I get a yes on the stage that you will get out of your own way with yes. this resistance yes. towards yes. what you're yes. capable yes. of? Yes. 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 You gotta speak it out. I'm gonna do this. Yes. I don't need to know how to do it. I need to have a decision. True or false? I need to have a decision as to where I'm going. True or false? True. 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 Okay. Now, decision creates what I call operational insecurity. As soon as you're like, I'm going here, I'm going here, and you repeat that to yourself every day for a year, eventually, you're going to feel what I call operational insecurity. Operational insecurity is how the heck am I going to do this? Am I capable of it? Am I the type of person that deserves this? Those are good emotions. If you aren't having that feeling of how the heck am I going to pull this off, then you're protecting yourself. So you got to solve revenue resistance. Why is it so important? To sit. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Goals around money. Because my definition of money is pretty simple. It's a reflection of energy captured. I'll say that again. Money, or in business revenue, is a reflection of energy captured.
Tony Robbins talks about this, like the law of state transference, like the best salespeople in the world, like with the energy state that I'm in right now, who here thinks that I could probably sell pretty well? Yes or no? Let me know on stage. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. You're dang right Absolutely. I can sell very well. Okay. I like with the energy state I'm in, I don't need scripts. I don't need a perfect sales process, right? The conviction will always exceed the tactic. I'm going here. I believe in what I sell. I believe in the product that I offer. I believe in my potential. I believe in my future. How do you generate conviction? Because if there's not an external goal, if you're not bringing a goal into your life, you are going to become a continuation of your past, of the people that you have been surrounded with in the past. You're going to make sense of it. And unless you're, you know, I, th I guess Elon Musk is the richest man in the world now. Unless you're Elon, there is, I mean, I guess you could still, if you're Elon, this is why I love Grant. Grant Cardone's starting to talk about like him. He's studying like multi-billion dollar companies. Why don't you, if you're the richest man in the world, why don't you just study a trillion dollar market cap company, right? Like Apple or something. The, 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 my point is this, no matter where you're at in your levels of success, lowest level, mid-level, wherever you feel like you've hit your peak, there is another level, right? Money is a reflection of energy captured. What is sales? It's pretty simple. Everyone has all this resistance around. Sales is the vessel through which you get more money. A sale of some form has to happen. Someone has to pull out a credit card in some way, some shape, some form. Something has to transact and then a process occurs and some of that transaction ends up in your pocket, no matter where you're at in a company, whether you're the CEO or the janitor. So sales is probably the highest value thing it's the vessel to solving that money resistance, that revenue resistance. It is not a bad thing to be rich, guys. Especially if you're here with Breakfast with Champions. Can I get a hoorah? Like you guys are in the most positive room right now on all the clubhouse, the biggest room in all clubhouse like the best room in all clubhouse, you're here for a reason. You're a good person. I would bet if you had more money, you'd be good. You would do good. And if you don't agree with what I just said, that's a big problem. So what is sales? Because if sales is the vessel through which money is put in our pockets, what is it? Well, sales is helping people make decisions. The best salespeople in the world use conviction and process to help people make decisions. Commitments are made in the wallet or the calendar. Sales helps people make commitments in the wallet. Is it bad to sell someone on personal training if they're overweight? No, 
It's a duty. Think about it like that whenever you get cold feet about quote unquote sales. That person could die 20 years from today if they don't get their health in check. And you, because you're all the resistance around sales and money comes from you protecting your own emotions. You don't want to get rejected. But rejection never hurts anyone because you end up in the same place that you were in before the rejection occurred. Maybe there's a little bit of a trickle down window. And by the way, I've been hung up on hundreds of times and it never feels any better. It's how you respond to that feeling. It's your, it's your relationship with the feeling of rejection. So in order to solve money resistance, in order to, to not feel guilty about what you're capable of in terms of growing your business, growing your take-home money, your take-home pay, your revenue, your profits, whatever it is, whatever that resistance is, you got to stay in the money game constantly. You got to read books on people making a ton of money. You got to read, you got to stay in the game of money or the game of money will leave you. But we got to talk about the conviction habit because if you don't believe it's going to happen, everything else is going to crumble. Eventually your true underlying beliefs will expose themselves. So the culprit, the enemy of conviction, someone on me to say conviction. Say it with conviction. 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 Come on, say it again. Say it with conviction. 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 Conviction is not a gamble. Conviction is a half bit there you can create habits to reinforce conviction in your goals in your future for me write down my goals every morning for me recite my major definite purpose statement every single morning for me i have to constantly calendar my week with my top priorities not my reactionary you know guilty obligations Okay. Brendan Burchard calls them false obligations. Things that you do because you've been doing them. We are so trapped by the things we've been doing. So the feeling of fear is actually the culprit. It's the culprit of feeling conviction. Now I should say there are different types of fear. There's fear, there's pure fear, then there's anxiety, and then there's doubt. So I'll explain the differences of these, right? So fear is a lion jumps out in front of you, like in the middle of the African Sahara, and you are absolutely scared and your jaw drops to the ground and you're like sprinting from it or another a more realistic example would be you know you're going through the zoo and a lion comes sprinting towards you and it goes up to the thing and uh, 
Okay, so fear technically is a response to a real perceived threat, right? Usually in the present moment, fear, okay? Now, anxiety is typically applied to a future perceived threat. So anxiety is a feeling of dread is often used in, in tandem with this. Anxiety is the feeling of, oh, I gotta, what if, what if when I do a public speaking thing, everyone laughs at me and the public speaking thing is scheduled for a month out? Or what if this person is thinking X about me? Or what if, you know, what if my goals aren't possible? So anxiety is, it, it produces fear. So anxiety produces the same emotions that fear produces. That tightening in the chest, that, that increased heart rate, et cetera. Can I get a yes on the stage that you're following me up to this point? Yes. 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 Okay. So we have to learn how to fight fear. Someone unmute and say, fight fear. Fight fear. Fight fear. Fight fear. Fight fear. Fight fear. Thank you. Because if we don't learn how to fight fear, it will become the enemy of our success. It will become the enemy of our convictions, of our goals, of our future. So fear is usually applied to a real present danger, right? A real perceived threat, right? Now, anxiety applied to a future perceived threat. Doubt is where we start getting into identity. So a future perceived threat is anxiety. Anxiety produces the same emotion that fear produces. And then we have this really secret bugger called doubt is where the future perceived threat that causes anxiety goes inward. Okay. And we turn inward and we go, not only is this external thing potentially a threat to me, anxiety, but am I worthy? Am, am I capable of pulling this off? Am I defective? Etc. Right? And we could go on and on and on and on and on. So the way you cure doubt is by not focusing at all on doubt or anxiety. Some of you know my story that I struggled with generalized anxiety disorder for years. Like I was formally diagnosed that I was on pain or on a, on the antidepressants and all that stuff. And all these pills I had to take and psychologists, psychiatrists, like I was struggling. I mean, there are days I would walk down the street and I would think people were going to pull a gun on me. Like complete, like it was insane. It was, and this is after my family went bankrupt and we, everything we owned got repossessed and walked in on my dad with another woman and whole family crumbled and lost everything in a very short time window. And my response was dramatic levels of anxiety for years. It sucked. It was terrible. So I tried all this stuff like meditation, stretching, diet hacking. Like, I mean, like all this little little hacks to try to cure anxiety. And then I had this huge epiphany. 
because I was making progress. I mean, I probably got rid of 50% of my anxiety just by getting my health in check, meditating, all this stuff, right? And I remember when I got my first sales job at yellowpages.com, I said, I'm going to commit to something big. And I remember I told my sales manager, I'm going to make $400,000 in my first job ever. I was 24, 23, 24 at the time. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to make 400 grand in my first year. And he laughed at me in the interview and then interviewed me. And uh, I ended up becoming the top sales rep at yellowpages.com in 18 months out of thousands of reps in a multi-billion dollar company with no sales experience. And I was obsessed. Someone unmute if you are an obsessed person. Say obsessed. 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 Can you guys hear me? You got me now. Am I back? Am I back? Am I back? Yes, you're back. Man, I got excited with obsessed. Now my, my internet kicked out for a second. But guys, like I was absolutely obsessed. I was trying to overcome this anxiety. And then I and then I realized I had it all wrong. By trying to overcome anxiety, I was becoming more of the problem. My identity was wrapped up in I am an anxious person. Therefore, my whole life has to revolve around getting rid of anxiety. And I didn't get rid of the I got rid of my anxiety disorder. The first day I started my sales job, I never felt inappropriate anxiety ever again. After years of psychotherapists and all this stuff and years, boom, I committed myself to something. And this is the funny part. I committed myself to something that scared the crap out of me. And then all my anxiety go, goes away. So that's why I wrote a book called Worry 180. Worry 180, worry 180. And it's about how it's not about getting rid of the worries. It's about taking your worries and making them appropriate. I'm worried about my success. I'm worried about not reaching my full potential. I'm worried about becoming the best salesperson at this company when I was there. So I was still a worried person, but they were the right worries. True or false? Let me get an unmute. Facts. True that. True. Okay. So like the worry didn't go away. I am still a worried person. If you would ask any of my 40 full-time employees, is Bill a worried guy? Uh, yeah, he's worried about everything. He's always messaging us. I messaged people at 3.40 a.m. this morning with things that, oh, do we think about this? Do we go here? But my worries aren't worries about what people think of me or BS like that. The worries, the quality of the worries changed. So I share that because like whatever is happening in your life right now, the fear, the doubt, the anxiety that is holding you back, the solution is to not overcome it at all. The solution is to commit to something bigger. Someone on mute say commit bigger. Commit, commit bigger. Commit bigger. When you commit to something bigger, you are in an economy. You're in a place where you have put demands on yourself. You have put a demand on yourself and your body, your mind, your 
emotions, they will step up to the minimum level of your commitments. Okay. So the answer to this doubt problem, the fear, the anxiety problem that holds us back from our goals is for you to make a bigger commitment. And then the commitment's not enough. The action, 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 action is what reinforces the commitment. So I have one minute left. I want to share some quick uh, news with you guys. I am super excited. In two weeks, I'm going to be interviewing Brian Tracy, who has had such a big impact on my life. I'll be interviewing him on my talk show, which is Shut like up. a... Hey, I know oh it's a bucket, bucket list item. Oh my so, god! This has been literally months, like years, in the works, and we finally got Brian Tracy on the talk show. So, if you guys aren't on the email list yet, go to tools.smbteam.com, uh, or you can register. Um, make sure you follow me on Instagram because I'm going to be posting links to it. Um, but that Brian Tracy interview, I need everyone here to attend that because that is a once in a lifetime interview. Um, and then also we are interviewing Jocko Willink two weeks after that at the Fire Up Your Firm boot camp in Lakeland, Florida. If you guys want to meet me in person, uh, DM me because uh, that event is going to be uh, in February and it's with uh, Jocko Willink and some cool speakers. Uh, so we got some big stuff coming up, guys. Give me a follow on Instagram. Stay in touch. And now we are going to start the number one show ever uh, with Glenn Lundy. So I'm going to pass this over. Let's get a round of applause right now. Unmute, unmute, unmute. Round of applause. Woo! Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.